0: yo this is conan you're listening to world of wrestling podcast with tax and rich boom Hello everybody, welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy in the world, Tax Williams Hello everybody, how you doing man? I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you very much, cool. it's been a good week We'll get on to your news in one second, but just to announce We're going to be doing Rinka Kings episode 1 today Yeah Which is going to be an absolute beauty But you have an announcement to make, which everyone has been anticipating all week <laughs> Everyone's been anticipating They have been, like, the Twitter's been lit, man Like, people have been going, oh, what is this big announcement you've got this evening? Well, yeah. You know, This isn't like a TNA announcement where it's like, this is pretty big news and it turns out to be like, oh, Magnus is here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, So, uh, following on from our nomination for the uh, Independent Wrestling Awards and my nomination as Commentator of the Year, I was approached by Nothing Else on TV with a potential role. And for the next eight weeks to start with... I will be the person responsible for English commentary for OWE, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. It's mad! It's crazy! (laughs) They're going to be part of AEW and stuff. This is a big deal, man. Yeah, I'm over the moon to be given the opportunity. You know, again, um, I know he watches the pod on the live stream. So uh, thank you to Sean McMahon and everyone at Nothing Else on TV for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, and man. more importantly as well, again, you know, thanks very much to Mr. Wick and everyone at SEPW Wrestling for giving me the opportunity to actually start doing commentary. Um, hopefully this will again help me become a better commentator so the SEPW product will be even better with me going armbar <laughs> <laughs> so um the first episode goes live on saturday evening on nothing else on tv yeah. if you don't have a subscription uh, there is a free one month trial available so you can get that you can get all the other stuff on the network i'll tweet it out either on world of rest pod and also at the tex williams yeah we'll be sharing the shout out there so just look for lots of owe down in the future <laughs> yeah so um what, come and join me be terrible at pronouncing foreign <laughs> names it doesn't bode well it's quite a challenge there's a lots of chinese names there lots of un- relatively unknown wrestlers um, we're going to start to look at next week as well. Because we're going to be doing an OWE show on next week's podcast. So. Yeah, we're going to be doing an OWE show next week. And, you know, as long as Seema's on it, we should be all right. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great laugh, man. I'm looking forward to learning about it with you. And yeah, like, it's you know, going to be good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's an exciting product. They've got like quite a unique style, it seems, as well, from a lot of the guys they have there. So this should be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, they were, again, originally based on the Kung Fu style to then move that into professional wrestling their link-up with AEW is going to give them much more exposure than they could have ever possibly had. For sure, yeah. Um, and the people they've got involved in Brogdon said, like, if, if you know sort of of Seema, if you don't, go and check out his history. But the fact he's involved, and obviously Seema and two people from o- OWE are going to be taking on um, SCU. It's uh, a double or nothing. Nice. Cool. Well. I didn't know that. I did oh, really? was any matches announced, really. Oh, really? Apart from the Kenny, like, Chris Jericho one. No, they've, but... they've, they've got that and they've got um oh, women's Start nice. match at AEW. But, Sweet. you know, we'll, we'll talk about AW another time. But now, <laughs> enough of me. Let's get on to Rinka King. <laughs> so today we are doing Rinka King episode number one. Uh, it's a wrestling promotion based in India. It's, it's often referred to as backed by TNA and Endemol. Yeah. But, like, what is act Really mean, do you okay, think? <laughs> so, there was a financial backing from TNA to launch this product. Okay. So, for a lot of what people said about TNA, they have the right ideas, just the piss poor execution. Because the global market of India, if they could get a market draw for that, <laughs> yeah. for relatively little money, okay, yeah, you know, they have good ideas that they never really fo- follow through on. Conceptually, it's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> but basically, so in 2011, they entered into negotiations with color tv which is one of the big indian television channels it's a massive network you can get this on sky do you know this This yeah television channel you can actually watch in the uk so it's a big deal and then tna's thought process again was having therefore the eyes on the tna stars along with the indian wrestlers which they're going to have in uh rinka king would then translate over to people watching the tna product and if you think even if you've got 10 percent of a rinka king audience watching tna your rating's Were through the roof. I mean, I have no idea about the ring kicking audience how big it ever was. It, I mean, in comparison to the 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 volume of people who are. based in india yeah the numbers again I, I found various numbers some of which were low some of which were high but if you take an average you know there's they're more than wwe watching rinka king doing the bits of research i've done it feels like there's a lot of bullshit <laughs> surrounding this product well it's interesting you mentioned there's a lot of bullshit involved based on who's actually involved in the product okay right, let's go okay <laughs> right, so we've got this show is broadcast on the 28th of January 2012 on the Colours Network, as you said. Uh, it's the first of 26 episodes <laughs> spanning three months and never to be seen from ever again. No, <laughs> interestingly, on the Brinker uh, the King Wikipedia page as well, it said, as of 31st December 2018, only one series has aired, even yeah. though this died off in 2012. Exactly, man. Like, it it seems almost a shame because I think there's definitely an audience for it in India. There's still professional wrestling in India. I found a few companies, like there's one called CWE, I think it's yeah. called, that had like the cricket guy from this and great Carly and all sorts. I'm like, just watching little clips. <laughs> all. So it seems the Rinker King, the one like legacy it seems to have had, even though it disappeared, is that it seems to have given pro wrestling in India a big boost at least. Yeah, definitely. So there is some positive. Yeah, <laughs> and that then led to Jinder Mahal's WWE Championship run. Well, maybe. <laughs> but the, So the TNA guys involved in this, it was Jeff Jarrett who was in charge of the promotion, and he was working with Dave Lagana, Sanjay Dutt, and JB, Jeremy Borash. Savio Vega was in charge of when they found the Indian wrestlers they wanted they took them back to Ohio Valley Wrestling and Savio Vega was a guy who was training them. Yeah, I didn't know Savio Vega ever trained in OVW let alone these lads. No, so um again, I don't know if this is Double J calling bullshit. Uh, it seems to be legit because I found a couple of interviews of guys talking about training with Savio Vega yeah. and stuff. So yeah, and true. who wouldn't want to get him in a strap match? <laughs> <laughs> so as you say, it seems that Jeff Jarrett is mainly booking this shit. Yeah. I couldn't find like uh, this person booked this. It seems to be all four guys kind of working together. Yeah. So Sanjay was the in. Yeah. Obviously, Jarrett was booking it. Dave Lagana was helping write the product. I say we, if the one name people probably don't know is Dave Lagana. Listen to this. Who yeah. is a former WWE writer, former TNA writer. He wrote an episode of Friends. Apparently, yeah. I looked at that album. was like <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's actually got some sort of history of legitimacy. You know. Um, if I mean. These four guys, really, there's only one I trust out of all of them in terms of wrestling promotion and booking and stuff. Uh, Sanjay Dutt. (laughs) I don't know his history. Has he ever booked anything ever? Sanjay Dutt. I mean, the fact that he's now signed by WWE shows he's got something. Yeah, he's he's a producer. So I didn't know that. Oh, sorry, Um, because he signed at the same time as Abyss. Oh, okay. Oh, right. To be a producer. That's fine. So really recently, that was like a couple of months ago, wasn't it? So I mean, really, it's Borash. As long as they've got Borash, like I'm, I'm fine with it. Like Borash is one of those guys I think is the most underrated like people in professional wrestling. I think there's a good reason he's signed by WWE as well. Yeah, it's you can tell when Triple H is lining up his soldiers. He's getting rid of the old guard. He's getting in his guys. Yeah, it starts to feel like it doesn't it. Vince and has brought back in Bruce, who's oh yeah, his yeah, Pritchard. back. yeah, yeah, absolutely man. But um, yeah, so the concept is it's going to be a mix of Indian talent, American talent. So American yeah. talent to get the eyes on the the US product, Indian talent to get those guys a bigger platform to perform on. Yeah laughter laughter so um, I watched an interview with uh, Mahabali Shira, who's the guy, main Indian guy on this thing. Yep. He talks about there being 100 guys in a trial, and they got it down to 50, and then he was the only one selected from this 100 people that they trialed. Yep. And you're like, I feel like he's bullshitting a little bit here, but like he seems to be one of the main guys at least. He said he was given three months' worth of training. They'd arrive at 10 a.m. and train all the way through to 6 p.m., and then do English classes afterwards every day. And he talks about how he was just like crying <laughs> asleep, <laughs> himself to sleep and such. But a lot of that's how it runs at the PC now. You start at nine, you finish. It's a proper nine to five up at the it's PC a, if you're not, if you've not got shows. It's, it's a big shift. Yeah. Man, for like, that physical impact on your body oh, for yeah. that many hours a day. Well, if you it th- sounds like hard work, man. And if you think at the PC now in, in London... Okay, so we're going to just do roles. Isn't it like technically in Enfield or something? Well, <laughs> London, per, per the um, the WWE stock report. It's based in London. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so as you say, it's not just a mix. It's not just um, Indian wrestlers. It's TNA talent and also US indie wrestlers as yes. well. So we've got like Sanjay and Chris Masters and uh, who else do I put? Ion was in there as well. Okay, so there's a few kind of guys. So it's nice that they haven't just gone, fuck it, let's just put TNA out there. Yeah. And like, there's lots of other elements where they just did that, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah, it's kind of nice to see a mix of all these guys, I guess. Yeah. Um so, should we get straight into our opening video package? Oh, what a treat. <laughs> My <laughs> god. We should also just say, if you didn't catch this on last last week's pod, if you want to watch this, it's available for free on YouTube. So yeah, you can watch yeah. the whole first episode of Rinker King and then you can watch the glorious entrance. Mate, it's it's I'm not going to lie. This is maybe my favorite wrestling show ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I watched it once because it's only 45 minutes. The whole fucking thing with adverts is an hour. But really, we'll watch 45 minutes worth of video on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I watched it through once, just sitting there, just absorbing it and going, what What the fuck am I watching? This is so bad. <laughs> but then I watched it again and kind of paused it and wrote notes and stuff. And so basically, I have like a comedy script. <laughs> like, <laughs> so please interrupt me at times. All right. So a guitar wails and we see a red lorry uh don't worry here are some half-naked ladies dancing they yes! said like well it's um nina samuels Not, no no nina strauss nina strauss playing guitar straight away oh the woman from yeah. the evolution and red then i thought revolution. what's a coca-cola christmas lorry doing <laughs> <laughs> so we got our first admeti- advertisement placement of the night And the window of the big truck says, Tata Prima, who are presenting this show this evening. They seem to be like the main sponsor. So it's a lorry company sponsoring a professional wrestling show. You need people to move rings. (laughs) (laughs) What's their target audience? truck drivers who are gonna watch wrestling You might buy one of their trucks yeah oh i'm a director of a truck company i'm just gonna watch these men in pants touch each other oh tata fucking... i've heard of them <laughs> it's so good <laughs> so there's a performance of a bollywood song called ding by mika singh and a shit ton of half naked ladies are dancing around him and all this sort of stuff it's good to see the nitro girls still get work <laughs> There's this amazing bit where Mika pretends to whistle like this. You like <laughs> 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 as there's whistling in the song, and I'm like, immediately you're lip syncing the shit out of this mate. Makes Britney look like a pro. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it was so good. I know it's like a tradition with Bollywood that they kind of like lip sync along to this music yeah. and stuff, but in like a live performance or a wrestling show, you want to be a little bit less obvious about the lip sync, I imagine, you know? Yeah, but then you don't want to go as far as DX band. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, um, I mean, immediately I'm amazed by the level of production for the show. Yeah, like there, there's, there's money behind this. You know? <laughs> like, the staging's incredible they've got like a giant version of the TNA stage with like these big kind of extruding platforms and banners and screens and stuff and there's a shit ton of lights a shit ton of pyro smoke everywhere dancing girls like we're talking 30 dancing girls at least in the ring it's definitely not trying to cover anything else up this, this. no <laughs> they're going big you know you can feel the ambition of it you know yeah and, and it's all the grandeur of Bollywood isn't it everything is larger than life everything is like really presented and beautiful yeah. and that's how it is and again no ugly dancers no ugly singers some no. of them weren't slim <laughs> let's put it that way doesn't mean they're ugly mate <laughs> no fucking jesus <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like anyway so uh body shaming already fucking hell <laughs> <know> we're <what laughs> terrible aren't we <laughs> we're you're <laughs> you included on this dickhead so um it does feel like they've picked up the tna kind of staging and just gone boom put it in india yeah it looks exactly the same for a lot of the elements which is fine because why are you going to redesign something that works did it work i like the staging i don't hate it it's impressive but you can tell this is a tna product straight away had they done the heel and the face ramp then i would have been like that's the best (sighs) entrance ever i love that concept absolutely Absolutely. so um these ladies don't look very indian a lot of them are very there's a lot of pale skin out there you know, like, I mean, these are just Jeff Jarrett's wives. <laughs> Many of <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked by how non-Indian these women look. You know, I yeah. don't know. I, 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 maybe it's a production choice or like, um, there's a lot of like bleaching skin and stuff in Asia. Like, yeah. Right? I wonder if that's was what was sexy in 2012, in this case of a lot of bleached skin. Yeah. Again, all, all the attire was very much sort of Bollywood as that was the intention of the song, et cetera. But as you said, yeah, it was very noticeable that it wasn't, predominantly indian women dancing at the indian wrestling promotion yeah through me immediately i was like hmm where's all the indian people <laughs> they uh, don't want to be associated with Ricky king <laughs> or Tata for the lorries <laughs> so there's a shit ton of dubbed in crowd noise and i'm not just talking now i'm talking throughout the whole of these 45 minutes it's, it's final it was final smackdown for 12 years it's finally <laughs> rinky King. it's so bad man like it's terrible like I, I, to be fair, at some point I thought there was like an applause meter because it was that like pitch perfect throughout the show, and they just <laughs> said "cheer!" Hey, yeah, it really is. Excuse me. It says, um, all the half-naked dancing ladies are in the ring and they now have a bunch of flags. So we're doing Lucha now, apparently. Because <laughs> this <is> what <laughs> always happens yeah. at Lucha shows. No uh, one had died, though, for these flags. <laughs> so no one needs to kiss the flags like AAA. True, true. So our singer, performer, whatever, Mika, starts to lip sync to a second fucking song and I'm like, Get, no, get to the wrestling, please. <laughs> I mean there's so, padding out. It's like watching a three hour roar. Let's just pad this shit <laughs> in and hope for the best. You've got to say, man, auto-tuning your own voice live is pretty incredible. <laughs> I mean outstanding. <laughs> That's Bollywood magic for you. <laughs> so the first song was kind of Bollywood, but this second one is just like pure Euro pop. Euro it's just fucking terrible. I will play these at the outro of the pod. So if you haven't heard them and you don't want to watch this show, please enjoy the Music at the end of it because it's fucking great. Like it's really <laughs> yeah. stuck in my head. Please enjoy the music at the end because by playing it we can't monetize this episode. That's <laughs> all right. I'm going to ruin the monetization on this episode the whole way through it. No worry <laughs> So, um, a woman in a sparkly silver dress comes down the ramp. It I say sparkly silver. It's like leopard print sparkly silver. It's pretty out there. Yeah, she's flamboyant. She's going for it. For Sate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So she gets in the ring. Sate Did you say? Uh, Mika Mika, this amazing singer manages to fade his own voice and I'm like holy shit man you faded your own voice that's quite a talent man he's got skills to pay the bills what can't this man do (laughs) sing (laughs) his name (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so um Sparkly Dress Woman Kubrasay. Sparkly say. Dress Woman. We're not reviewing a film. <laughs> we, are. we basically are. Yeah, but There's we no are. wrestling on it. <laughs> There's no wrestling on this. Uh she welcomes us us in Hindi. Uh I've got to say uh, the Hindi sounds beautiful, man. Listening to these people yes. talking about it. Really really nice. Really enthusiastic, really warming, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's a really nice sounding language. Um I'm not I'm not very tempted to learn Indian, I'm going to be honest. I I will learn Japanese. I watch a lot of like Japanese wrestling. Yeah the light game it's all good So um, I'd only learn it if Rinka King came back for a second series <laughs> <laughs> so Kubra uh, that's her name isn't it yep. Kubra okay cool thanks Mika for starting the show with his magical voice and rocking personality <laughs> well she's not wrong it is magical you can in auto-tune it <laughs> I'm getting lightheaded already. Fucking hell! I mean that the subtitles helped this. My, my, I should say, yeah, yeah. it was subtitled for us, so we could. I'm not sure these translations are very good though. In the well, this is why it's much more fun. Yeah, because the early days of when I used to watch Eurovision and you used to have teletext and you could put the subtitles up. Fuck yeah, buddy! I'd always do it for the foreign. Well, I'd have them on anyway, but I always remember a Danish song where apparently the bloke was singing about bathing his wife in his streams of milk and honey. (laughs) I think I know the one, And and things like this, I thought, oh, that's a nostalgia pop for me. (laughs) So uh, Mika talks into the mic and says, thanks. And he sounds completely different to when he was singing a second ago. Magical voice. (laughs) It's just astonishing. Like, seriously, this man is uh, incredible. Changing his voice completely. Like that's a talent and a half, man. I mean, I'm hoping he was on Spotify because I'm going to smash that on the drive <laughs> home later. He's, he's quite a popular star. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, this is the thing though. He's a big star to be involved in such a like upstart project. Yeah, there yeah. are people on this show who you would not expect to be involved. Uh, yeah, to an extent. Well, so we'll get to, we'll get to the main main draw in a bit, but yeah. So about an hour before you arrived here at the studio apartment to do, <laughs> to, to do the pod today, right? I popped up the road because I'm quite friendly with the Indian dude that runs the shop up there, right? And so I started asking him about this show and people on it and stuff. He looked at me like I was fucking mental. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? And he's like, no, not at all. But he did recognize this Mika Singh dude. Oh, really? So apparently, yeah, he's quite a legit pop star. So uh, we'll get more onto the guys up the road in a minute. When we get onto cricket. <laughs> yeah, okay. in, your, in your face, Mahabali Shera. No one knows who you are, but Mika Singh, you're all over there, please. <laughs> fucking A, man. So yeah, um uh what's her name cobra thank you cobra looks kind of awkward as she gets in the ring but i think it's just down to nerves at this point yeah first show i don't know whether she's had any experience doing this before i expect not um because she seemed uh a little trippy up over her words at times yeah a bit stumbly yeah yeah it's okay though so uh mika is still in the ring at this point Claims to have been a wrestling fan since childhood and that he'd like to do it as much as watching it. Honestly, this man, wow. <laughs> he can hit a 450 whilst hitting pitch harmonics with his own flipping voice. It's like, get fucked, Superman. We've got sing <laughs> yeah. here today. I mean, he could have been like the new Van Hammer. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus Christ, As <laughs> a reference. So Kubra calls this the Wrestling Super War. Like, the, the emphasis on all these stupid phrases loved it <laughs> it's it's fucking absolutely loved it brilliant man so tonight we will see the battle of courage motivation power the most dangerous wrestling show in indian television history hang on how did czw get onto colors network <laughs> isn't this the only wrestling show in indian television history <laughs> yes <laughs> fucking hell man so Kibra puts over the heavyweight strap the tag straps and many beautiful women wrestlers so from my research <laughs> there were three women's wrestlers cheerleader melissa Raisha saeed mickey james and angelina love so many <laughs> i mean more than one and beautiful so oh she's not wrong <laughs> oh man cheerleader melissa she i'm surprised i don't know what she doing now uh, I don't know at all. Because she was long top, time. top draw in like yeah. 2010, on like 2013, 2014. I remember popping huge when they had her and Awesome Kong together. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, finally they got cheerleader Melissa from the indies and like she's just killing people. Kong, like that was really Because really even seeing like cheerleader Melissa and Sarah Del Rey yeah have matches together brilliant absolutely man one of the, one of the greatest really of a, a period a generation yeah definitely her, her and sarah del rey were tearing it up on the indies yeah maybe we should do some research and try and find yeah. what she's into nowadays when no. tory wilson then gets announced for the hall of fame nah, i'm not against it i mean that storyline with dawn marie where uh, dawn marie fucked tory wilson's dad to death <laughs> what's bad about that okay Vic <laughs> 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 So um, she also puts over that this Tata, uh oh, i oh, a lorry company. It. Oh yeah, that's what it is, Tata Prime. She puts it over three times in the promo, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah. Hit the buzzwords. Tick, just tick, just tick. go. You wait it. till you hear the products I've got to sell on OWE. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Oh, okay, good stuff. <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't seen the transcript Yeah, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, Kubra introduces us to the commentators for the evening, Siddharth, Kanan, and Joe Bath. Good old Joe Bath, A yeah. good Indian name. He's got a brilliant Indian name. Apparently, that is his legitimate name as well. I looked this up, and it just says Joe Bath next to his name. So, there you go. I mean, at this stage, I'll be in a case of... That's what you. I'd expect to hear someone with a, gen, gen, a genuine Indian name is forced to say by, like, Barclays in a call centre. <laughs> so, really, the name's like Mahabali Shera. And he yeah. says, hello, my name's John. <laughs> and I think Joe Bath is basically just his call centre name. Nice. I need to turn you down just a little bit. You're peeking a tad again. Okay? Okay. Just so, carry me for a second. So, these commentators um, looks a little bit disinterested, but they were very, very, very excitable. as they um, As you go through the card... Yeah, 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 it's fine. As as they go through the card, their level of excitement gets more and more obvious, which I think means they're actually drinking. <laughs> you think <laughs> they were hammered by this point? Because to start with, when when they were introduced, the two commentators, I've never seen two people look so disinterested to be anywhere. <laughs> I mean, they slap hands and look... Uh, slightly enthused but like yeah they, they don't seem very keen on the whole idea no <laughs> um, and again as you said looking into both these guys yeah I didn't see any background in wrestling commentary I don't know if oh, they're okay. sportscasters or anything but there was nothing I could find to say they were anything other than basically Jeff Jarrett went you you ring crew put a suit on <laughs> maybe so man <laughs> like um, I, I've got quite a few quotes from the matches we go through so we'll enjoy those <laughs> So, Kubra has a special guest. It's England crick- cricketing legend, the Terminator, Habraj Singh. Is that how yep. you pronounce it? Habraj Singh. Habraj Singh. Nice man. So, have you ever watched cricket? Uh, no. Don't give a shit. Um, he's, he's a bowler. He is he's an offside spinner. I know yep. that cuz I spoke to the lads up the road about him. He's <laughs> They're got big uh, cricket fans. he's got over 2000 test runs. Nice, cool. You found stats. <laughs> I've got some I've got some brilliant stuff about him. So this this guy is basically like a global ambassador for ring King, but he's like the biggest outside of Sachin Tendulkar. He is the biggest cricketer in India. Okay, cool. So, here's a few little facts about um our friend uh, Harbhajan Singh. Go ahead. These are classics. Let me just uh, Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> following the death of his father in the year 2000 um, he became the family head Um, and by 2001 he'd organised the marriages for three of his sisters in 2002 he ruled out his own marriage until at least 2008 so he basically can't bother to do it himself right in 2005 he again fended off marriage rumours linking him to um, a Bangalore based bride stating that he would only make a decision after a couple of years which makes you think he's probably gay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and that he would be seeking a Punjabi bride selected by his family. Okay. So this is this is where it gets more interesting and more exciting for him. So basically, um as we've established like, in India cricketers are royalty. They're the the top drawer, they're the top sportsmen. Yeah. But um his performances basically brought him government accolades and lucrative sponsorships. And uh following his performance against Australia in two thousand one, the uh the government of Punjab awarded him. Five hundred thousand rupees a plot of land and an offer to be the deputy superintendent of police at the punjab police which he accepted damn son nice <laughs> um and then despite having this job as this like superintendent or deputy superintendent um he uh he sustained minor injuries in 2002 during an altercation with police outside, outside the cricket team's hotel the scuffle broke out when uh, the police wouldn't let in a, a photographer to the hotel take photographs of the team and uh um Harbujar, uh, cut his bowling arm and injured his elbow and was struck by the police. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> following extensive negotiations uh, from local officials and organizers, um they had to persuade him and his uh, and the team captain um um Surai Gundlai from leaving the area after Gundlai said that the Indian team would abandon their scheduled match. One final fact how good this guy is a superstar. Um Singh was caught at Auckland Airport for failing to declare he had filthy boots in his luggage. What? <laughs> filthy boots? Um, his only excuse was he couldn't be bothered to comply with New Zealand quarantine laws, and he was fined $200 on the spot. <laughs> Fucking eh? So um, when I went up the road to talk to the lads about this, to try and get some insider information, because like, you can do a lot of research, like you found yeah. some really cool shit. One of the things they were telling me about him is that apparently he slapped some cricketer dude on his own team, at yeah, one point. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently this like kid or whatever was basically just taunting opponents. As so they got back in the locker, room, he just slapped the shit out of him. It was like, "Don't fucking do that." So he seems quite a volatile personality, at least. Well, exactly. I mean, if he's going to dissuade muddy boot rules in New Zealand, who <laughs> <he gonna> can expect? <laughs> so uh, Kubra has the special guest, our Terminator, as I will call him now, because I can't keep pronouncing his name. Uh, genuinely not sure if he's a big pop or it's piped in crowd noise. I think it's just piped in crowd noise. Yeah, but I'd also assume it's a big pop based on his stature in India. Yeah, there's there's lots of um cutting to shots of people that were filmed earlier, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Different episodes. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of this. So it's a bit hard to tell how over he is. But it seems that people give a shit, you yeah. don't know. Don't, yeah, it's fine. I mean, he's the Deputy Chief of Police. <laughs> yeah. So he enters the ring. And Mika, the singer, is still fucking here. Can you go away, please? Maximizing his minutes. <laughs> he now starts to sing, Sing is king, sing is king, sing is king. And Mr. Turbinator joins in the And RJ well. Sing appears. Right <laughs> out <of> nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. So um, Mika mistimes as everybody sing it as the crowd just kind of go, uh, and then kind of catch up towards the end. I thought it was a brilliant moment. So uh, Mika and Terminator hold hands for an extended amount of time in the ring. It gets a bit awkward at times. He hasn't picked his bride at this stage, so he's probably just scouting. (laughs) You know after holding her hand for five seconds if she's the one. It seems quite a romantic moment with these two in the ring. It's fucking great, man. Once, twice, three times a lady. (laughs) Three times a cricketer. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a spin bowler, bitch. So um... I've got a plot of land. (laughs) Fuck me. So uh, Mika is still fucking talking. He hopes the show becomes a super hit because the show itself is very good. How can he possibly know if the show is very good? It's the first show and there's been no wrestling. Do you not recall the gauntlet for the gold at the first ever TNA show? Fuck you, man. So, um, at this point, I start to feel like I'm being indoctrinated into some sort of, like, stinging <laughs> cult. Because they're just telling me how good it's going to be and how great everyone is. Into nothing... credit card details now. <laughs> it really is, man. It's very <laughs> surreal. So, um... Yeah, and um, Mika finally fucks off to the back, and we've got Terminator in the ring by himself. And uh, what I assume at this point was going to happen, he would introduce the next two guys, and they'd have a wrestling match. But, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. He puts his cricket shit over for, like, a minute. He's like, for fuck's sake, man, can we just get on with this? Uh, Terminator puts over the product as well. Uh, he puts over Indian wrestlers will get the exposure versus the international talent. So that's the third time they've mentioned that. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Turbinator then announces that the first wrestler on the roster is. I've got to find it. Ooh, Chavo! <laughs> Chavo todo man. Yes! It's Chavo Guerrero! <laughs> it's Tax's favorite wrestler of all time! I wish he died and Eddie was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give it the cheap. That puts the butts in the seat. <laughs> I just like to get so much further. Oh, well, well done, Charvo. Because, yeah, he wasn't signed to TNN at the time. So it's, it's good he's got work in 2012. I mean, could this not sum up this show any better? The first name they announced in their big first show is Charvo Guerrero. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Uh. Ooh, (gasps) Chavo. Ooh, (laughs) Chavo. I love it so much. Ooh, Chavo. Fucking hell. (laughs) I've got that on tap now whenever we need it. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, due to contractual obligations to OWI, I can't do the pod anymore until Chavo's off it. (laughs) (laughs) So, we cut to a pre-take with Chavo Guerrero. He says he's here to become the champion. He's here because... I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) He's here because of his family name <laughs> yeah. Fucking A man Because Hector like, was unavailable Like no shit man You're here to win the belt Isn't that the whole fucking point of this first show That we're setting up this tournament I mean ah. what we really need at this stage Is a massive gauntlet <laughs> For the gold right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can we have Ken Shamrock win it Because at least I'd give a shit then you know, like- Well at this stage I thought to myself <laughs> Fucking Charvo. Even Charvo Classic would have been a better draw to me than this oh, Fucking A man so out comes Chavo Guerrero to the ring for a match. No, <laughs> Turbinator is still in the ring, introducing people as they enter through the sea of half naked dancing girls. And I, I say C because some of them have to like fight their way through these oh, girls. Yeah. They're doing it. It's fucking great. They went man. for Chavo's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so the second wrestler to be announced is Max B great uh max b with two x's in his name because that's obviously very important is here to cause maximum damage i love the puns um i assume he's going for some kind of boxer mma gimmick what pun what what pun you said you love maximum, the maximum damage and he's max b oh uh, yeah <laughs> I didn't even realize at this stage we're like lagana's really good at writing <laughs> <laughs> he's come up with this crap fucking hell man so uh next out is so brutus magnus pear cider <laughs> thank you i also like the fact that based on like oh he's british or oh, he must be a sir based yeah. on based on our relationships together from history i was sir say, Brutus Magnus. they should have gone with like a british empire like pure gimmick like yeah. tiffin anyone <laughs> they, like, yeah. they really should have can you imagine him coming out in the full British gear? Like He would have got so much fucking heat. Yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't. It just feels such a missed opportunity almost. I think for Magnus as well. Magnus. Magnus. <laughs> Sorry, Brutus Magnus. <laughs> his career was really halted by being called Brutus Magnus. Yeah, no shit, man. Fucking hell. Because like, now it's you know, now, Nick Aldis. Yeah, People are like, oh, he's a legit wrestler. But Brutus. And then oh, let's do a WWE thing and just take off his first name, Magnus. I've always enjoyed his matches. Yeah. Like Good. His match with Cody's is he- obviously is like the one that stands out recently for the NWA strap at the All In show. Yeah. But like, I, I love the dude. He can talk, he can work, he looks great. Like And has got the right idea. He's what you think when you look at. Can you draw me an NWA champion? Fucking A, man. Yeah, how he works, absolutely. how he looks. Yeah, yeah. Spot on. Totally just needs a spot on AEW. Yeah. If they're not working with the NWA, like, just grab him. Just grab him out there, whatever you need to but do. But I also wonder now because as they gave him the belt, and in fairness to Aldous, he's raised the profile of that belt. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Him and obviously Corgan's involvement with a bit of money for a bit of promotion. Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt that you've got the AEW Cody Rhodes stuff going on as well. But yeah, but again, how much? Well, that that was all in before AEW anyway, wasn't it? So they want they needed yeah. a marquee match so they could give Cody his dad's belt. I kind of always see it as the same thing, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I agree with you. So um, the commentators put over that Magnus is having <laughs> no match in. Wait, hang on. Wait, what? Having no match in power, experience—oh, he has no match in power, experience, and courage. So, um, he like has, a lion, <laughs> mate. No match in experience. Oh yeah, in the, the wrestling ring. So, Ric Flair, Hogan. Don't worry about Savage. some of the other competitors who are on this on this like eight-man tournament as well. Who've got more experience than Magnus. It's fucking madness. Like um, no, no, it's fucking Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch. So Max be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah Turbinator's doing all these announcements he's cringy as fuck with his announcements he's terrible but um this is probably the one that got me the most where he's like next up Dr. Nicola! yes and like oh fucking hell so Nick Dinsmore WWE's Eugene uh is backstage cutting a promo he's wearing a fancy dress doctor's outfit with this sl- from the sleaziest part of town he's <laughs> got like a silky open shirt oh yeah like my thought process for this is that he was going to be resting as Nick, Dins- D- Nick Dinsmore, yeah. and he left his gear. He lost his gear, so he basically went, quick, Eugene, go and get some gear. And he was like, <laughs> I'll be a doctor. That would do. <laughs> What's the thing around his head? It's got a massive metal kind oh, of like circle. That's like the classic thing that even like Isaac Yanker had. That like that's like the mirror thing or the light thing, isn't it? That they ah. had like the old school like classic Doctor's head. I started by writing down what he was wearing, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just put a fancy dress uniform, <laughs> whatever." But I couldn't work out what this was for. Yeah. I don't know, just a yeah, side thing. It's not very funny, but <laughs> let's carry on. So yeah, yeah, so fancy dress Nick Ninsmore. Uh, he cuts an opening promo in this video package. It says, when I get my opponents in the ring, I'm going to give them the lethal injection. You're like, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Like killing someone, murdering I mean, them. You need to get yourself over fucking hell man i mean do you think because obviously nick dinswell was huge in uh, ovw he was really popular trained a lot of the guys Stillest. got his chance to go up to wwe as the uh as eric bischoff's nephew yeah um in a quite awkward role but <laughs> to maximize his minutes he he wasn't bad in ring and i like the fact he nicked other people's finishers. that I was mean, quite fun he's an amazing talented wrestler like yeah, undoubtedly. Um, have you ever listened to him like talk, like interviews and such? No, stuff? he's been on Cabana's uh, pod a few. Other times. than obviously this, uh, our Doctor Dinsmore interview. Uh, he's just off the wall. He's mental. Yeah. He's literally not, well, not that kind. But <laughs> he's he's wacky to say the oh, least. Okay, like his personality. Like, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of this sort of stuff makes sense that he's coming out of this crazy Doctor gimmick because I think they're trying to emphasise that person's yeah. part part, okay. part of his personality. But anyway, um, so Doctor Nick alice hi everybody, hi, everybody. <laughs> hi dr nick dinswell well played uh, makes his entrance uh, with an empty syringe and like, oh, i'm not sure that's gonna do very much but it's what it is he actually basically just injected like Carly and also at the same time injected jinder mahal with roids early on to get really big <laughs> is that where they're gonna yeah. go yeah fair enough so sanjay dutt is out next uh he's the number one indian wrestler as he puts it uh, but is trying to be a heel He's got yeah. like dollar signs on his entrance video and he's like, kind of going ah, to people as he walks to the ring. He's better than India now. He's a big American superstar. This seems like a bad idea. In the X division. You've got a, a really, really fucking talented Indian wrestler. But that's not who they want to push. It's so dumb. I mean, they should have pushed Sanjay, definitely. Yeah. but He's your champ straight away. But when you look at big domineering wrestlers, we'll get to him later. <laughs> going to piss vanilla giant instead of this dude like what are they playing at? <laughs> anyway we'll get to them in a second leave hide so- and right out of this <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh. Mm, sniffing lovely so um extended introduction for the Punjab dude Mahabali Villa he's uh Mahabali yeah. Shera is that Alan Shera Mahabali mahabali nice uh, nice <laughs> all right all right mclaren nice <laughs> i like shit in holland <laughs> oh that interview's amazing <laughs> so the indian superman as he's referred to looks genuinely chuffed to be there uh, as the crowd managed to chant his name without even moving their lips yep pretty incredible stuff i mean it's a world of bollywood magic mate <laughs> we've seen it with uh, with uh with with Mika singh earlier <laughs> So uh, next up, a bad man who has won many titles, Scott Steiner. Yeah! God bless Scott Steiner for being on this show. He's making it so entertaining, man. Scott Steiner definitely went there for the wrestling and not the money. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 100%. If 43% of my wage check to go to India, I've got 50% of a chance of dying on a plane crash. (laughs) It's kind of a shame that his pre-tapes cut a little bit short on our thing. I would have loved to hear Steiner talk, but it's what it is. So um, Steiner stops and stares at a woman dancing at ringside on his way to the ring, and she does not move out of his way, and he does not look happy about it straight away. It looks like he's about to suplex her into next week. But (laughs) But again, he's very much like, I'm pretty sure I did you in 2011 on Nitro. (laughs) Sorry, 2001 in Nitro. (laughs) (laughs) So um, big bad Scott Steiner does his best to uh, intimidate people on his way to the ring, and he turns to look at Mr. Turbinator as he gets in the ring. <laughs> and the lad goes, How are you doing? Are you well? <laughs> <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, lads. Look, <laughs> like he does it on the microphone. You're like, oh, come on, man. This is Steiner. Like you're meant to be terrified. He's the big scary heel. I would have loved Steiner to turn around and go, I've got a bit of deli belly, mate. <laughs> it's not I'm not doing well. So on that subject, um, I saw a couple of interviews, a couple of transcripts of interviews and stuff with people from this show all of them talk about getting sick really all of them talk about the surroundings being absolutely horrific and stuff for what they experienced uh, but it's all saying the wrestling and the production and everything was absolutely brilliant but like they got so sick being around like this company and stuff so i mean my response is the similar thing though this you know people like Zack Ryder would be dead if they spend their amount of time in catering and ring kicking as they do in wwe <laughs> fucking a man is that a thing what catering yeah yeah, no. as in Stiffly Zack Ryder. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, he's always in catering. He's never on TV. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Matt Morgan is in a plaid shirt and blue jeans. He gives no fucks. So Matt Morgan's out next. The um, Blueprint. He's Jim even, Cornett's favorite wrestler. He's not even referred to as the Blueprint here. They're literally just like, it's Matt Morgan. Vanilla Giant. Yeah. <laughs> don't get confused with Snitsky. Well, or hide and rake. So he also wants to become the Rinker King champion. Thank you very much for this interesting promo. Wow. You put a lot of effort into this one. Uh, he has the shittest music ever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's the DNA of TNA. Fucking hell, man. Like, did he, you? He's, he's got so much potential. He's a giant. He looks dude. He's jacked as shit. He can kind of talk. He can kind of work. But fucking, how is he generic, man? Like- I listened to some of Matt Morgan's stuff on, um, he's like a guest on the uh, Wrestling Inc podcast. No shit. And he's quite an interesting chap. And he always goes back to Vincent Mann's case of he just wanted me to be like some dumb idiot, just some dumb lug. And I was like, just give me the microphone and I'll be me, I'll be Matt Morgan. And he was like, I don't want you to be Matt Morgan. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> but did you, interesting Matt Morgan facts. When he was in TNA and they were doing this whole like DNA of TNA gimmick, yeah, because of his size, build, gene structure, body fat percentage, they actually took his DNA and sent it off to like to NASA and they did like space tests on. Matt Morgan's DNA, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty. Not cool. not even gimmicks. It was like improper news and local news hey, and everything. Shit, man. Fucking hell. Okay. So uh, Turbine also introduces Jazzy Lahoria. Way mm, he's proper Jazzy. <laughs> Who is the founder of Rinker King? So this is K. Fabe, right? Yes. He's just a character. He's like an actor or whatever. Well, no, no, no. This this Jazzy chap apparently on on the credits, yeah. he is. Unless they were really keeping it K. Fabe to have him as credited on like all their contracts and all their TV stuff and things like that, he was the legit founder so he's got an imdb page yeah but it's literally it's just Rinker king that's listed and like a few other bits of bullshit and such i have no idea where they got this guy from and he doesn't do a great deal armando estrada was busy <laughs> well exactly <laughs> uh, but he has a bodyguard who i'm like oh here we go deadly danda <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking name and a half my first note my first adjusting notes was deadly dada <laughs> <laughs> daddy so Jazzy is a bald fella with a handlebar mustache in kind of full traditional gear. Like he looks great, man. Did at first you think it was James Mitchell? Uh no. Oh, he looks a bit like him, I guess, now. Cuz yeah. again, I was watching it on my phone um at lunchtimes. So again, the screen was quite small and as before it moved up like the uh, the entrance ramp, I was like, "What's James Mitchell doing with a soldier?" <laughs> fucking uh Messias popped pops out of the ring spit of blood, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, "Let's do it." Like, yeah. <laughs> So, Deadly Danda is dressed like an insurgent from an American-made shooter game. It's basically when the Truth Commission were kicking around. Fucking A, man. I-, I listened to an interview with Cyrus this week talking about the Truth Commission, how he's kind of dumped with them and stuff. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> so, anyway, so the commentator has put over Jazzy as the most important man in Rinka King, the commissioner, blah, 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 blah. So, um, they talk about the heavyweight title belts, and it's lowered from the ceiling as a shit ton of pyro goes off uh and what do we think of this belt fuck me i've seen toys better than this <laughs> belt I, mean, I made a wrestling belt out of play-doh that was better than this championship it, belt it's fucking ugly isn't it man it's not a pretty looking belt at all at this stage i'll be on the first flight home going i don't want to win that shit <laughs> there's this really weird thing where it's lowered down and like you're like oh it's quite a big looking kind of glorious looking belt and then they kind of cut into it and it's a giant leather belt with a very small metal kind of plate on it. Yeah, no no expense spared here. It, it's like The production went, went on pyro. <laughs> it's like they got one bit cut by someone else and the metal printed by someone else went. Oh, okay. That's close enough. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <be> fine. Championship. <laughs> so um uh, so, Matt Morgan suddenly realizes he's on a wrestling show and is obviously sorry, it's obvious the lad is putting over, so he raises his hands a little bit because he's obviously the dude they're going to put over, because immediately. Um, oh, oh the uh, the ladies at ringside have pyro sticks now as uh, well my, my exact words when this happened is the, uh, the ladies at ringside catch on fire <laughs> that's what it looks like man and turn into human fireworks with the amount of like hairspray and shit that must have been on them one of them must have caught fire yeah brave brave ladies they're holding like giant roman candles essentially and the audience is not far from them either like one yeah. fuck up here and we're done health and safety was not part of this oh, show so fucking good man <laughs> so Terminator wishes the competitors all the best and they will have to defeat the one and only Harv Rajan Singh, the Turbinator. And everyone looks confused as Steiner and Matt Morgan start clapping because they have no idea what the fuck's going on. And it's only a joke. He's being funny funny. Like, oh, he's not have to, and actually wrestle. Uh, okay. So, um... Again, dubbed laughter. <laughs> fucking A, man. We should have a dub. thing. Yeah, here. Yeah. Anyway. I need it for all my jokes. <laughs> well, I say jokes. Bad comments. <laughs> So, we're 21 minutes into this first episode, and we're only now getting the opening video package. Like, for fuck's sake, what do you think about all this opening nonsense? I mean, standard episode of Monday Night Raw, isn't it, to be honest? <laughs> we've be- we've now been ingrained that it's going to be pro- big promo open for the first segment, then ad break, and then you'll actually get into the action. And they've got 45 minutes, and we're 21 minutes in. It's been not the slightest bit of wrestling yet, setting the scene it's half the fucking show like setting the scene <laughs> but yeah it was as i said when we're 21 23 minutes into this show i wouldn't even put it a show it's basically an introduction to a product which they could have done on a tv like they could have got some shots on indian tv yeah. to to promote this and then go straight into the wrestling but i also think that if you've got 26 episodes of an hour each to get a title tournament a tag title tournament and then get over a few other storylines mm. And many women wrestlers, remember? Many women wrestlers. Three. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't have a belt. Maybe they ran run out of money to stick some metal on some leather. Fucking hell. So um, this opening video package is genuinely quite impressive. Yeah. Again, the actual production levels are really, really good. So there's lots of fire, light, sweat, shouting and slow motion. All the stuff you kind of expect from a TNA product, really. All the responses when Scott Steiner got sick backstage. <laughs> all the sweat, all the fire. <laughs> so we cut back into the arena and all these cunts are still talking in the fucking ring where's the wrestling what the fuck is this i think it starts on episode 14 (laughs) (laughs) so kubra introduces us to jeremy borash (laughs) and i'm like yes and i thought it was really racist they didn't give borash subtitles (laughs) Fucking a. So Bo Rash is exclusively talking in English as well. Imagine you're watching a brand new English promotion, right? Some lad comes out from the back that you kind of recognise from a different promotion, and he's exclusively talking Hindi to you. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, why? Why is this in Hindi? Yeah, like, it didn't. It didn't make sense for an Indian-only product. But again, I guess they were hoping they'd have international distribution. Is that the idea? So, yeah. I mean, how to alienate your immediate audience like straight away, like have the product in a different language. You know? I mean, in fairness, the international distribution, I think looking down, it was USA, um, UK. And yeah. was it Germany? I uh, don't know. It was it the third country? Whatever Colors Network. It was never broadcast anything else yeah. from the Colors Network. So I can't believe no one bothered getting a DVD for that. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed watching this and talking about it so much. I think we should do the whole fucking series at some point. All 26. One in a... <laughs> When we really run out of shows we want to cover, then we'll just do, like, a half year. When we'll just turn it into like the World of Rinker King podcast. What about, like, every ten we do another Rinker King show? I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> Good. We're in <laughs> <laughs> And also it doesn't help Because at the end of this pod I'm going to give the spoilers Of what happens At the end of the, the End of the series Oh that's a fair point Okay So um So go- oh, that's a thing as well now If you want to watch All 26 episodes of of King You want to avoid The end of the podcast So I'm going to give away Everything Alright okay cool <laughs> The butler did it So <laughs> Bo Rash is in the ring And he calls Matt Morgan The odds on favourite Cucking everyone else In the ring at this point You're like What the fuck are you doing Very brave JB <laughs> So Magnus and Steiner Take exception to this And do more talking finally steiner shoves someone and we have some sort of physical action in the ring god scott steiner if anyone's gonna get in a fight it's big papa pump so we cut to the commentators for the night and they put over everything we've just bloody heard for the last 10 minutes 21 minutes sorry uh i like is this really necessary can we just get to a fucking match at this point i mean they've also got to get in their next Tata promo as well so. <laughs> it's not over yet <laughs> so we cut back to the ring and guess what Kubra and Jeremy Borash are still standing in the ring talking. I noticed again she's a bit racist to white people because she didn't hold his hand. Oh, indeed. <laughs> so they introduce Dr. Nicholas Dinsmore. Dr. Nicholas makes the same entrance he made a few minutes ago. <laughs> he stops to admire the heavyweight title belt that is on a little stand kind of near the ring. Nice little plinth. Much like the um, the the May Young classic or whatever yeah. when they have that like ready to go. Plinth is the word I was searching for earlier that I forgot about. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Um, this annoys me i'm not gonna lie when people stop and admire the belt and shit it's like we get it it's been highlighted like 10 times already on the show yeah you don't need to stop and do it just make your entrance you know yeah i i i don't i never i've never got the belt thing because it's the same thing i think to myself i never want to hold a belt unless i've won it you're a fucking liar <laughs> no i don't oh, unless you've won oh, it. unless i've won it yeah I, oh you missed that bit okay <laughs> I, No, i, I, I don't want to hold a title or like have people who have like pictures with championship belts it's a case of why are you holding some other person's belt and having pictures with it? You're not a fucking champion. Yeah, yeah I'd rather the, the champ hold it. And I, well, yeah. um, Unless it's Puck with the open the dream gate, which he yeah. left early and I didn't get a chance to do. Hey, Well, he's a big bad bastard. Oh, indeed. I guess he's working the gimmick, isn't he? God damn, that match was good. Very, very good. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I will say at this point with the IPW pod, the little one. I uh, accidentally didn't hit record for the whole bit we recorded in the interval. Uh, so there's about 20 minutes missing from that pod. So, oh, well, shit happens. Sorry about the people that were on that. Because I realized that it was not only um, Silas and Mark that was on it, it was also Dan and Nick who were at the beginning yeah. of the pod who weren't on the rest of it. So I felt <laughs> a bit bad about that. But shit happens. And also, you know, in my mind, about 20 minutes of the IPW show was missing. So <laughs> More than 20 minutes, mate. Fuck me. So, uh- <laughs> yeah. Nick Dinsmore against. Please the- let us back to cover your shows. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even say yes. We just did it anyway. Yeah. So, Nick Dinsmore against the Punjab Lion who's changed his nickname since five minutes ago. Well, the show's pretty long. <laughs> Do you want to pronounce his name? Mahabali Vera. Okay, Vera. Okay, good stuff. So he he's gained a nickname again, as I said. I'm just reading through my notes now. I'm alive and I should have cut, I would have cut that out. So um, he has dropped the Indian Superman gimmick immediately. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, that would have been quite good. So quick transition. Into- I think it, they dropped it because as soon as they realized Stein had a Superman tattoo and they're like, oh shit. He's <laughs> already got that gimmick. I, I I wondered whether this was just like, you know, dynamic quick transitions of characters. It's just like an Indian style. It's not a bloody big show face heel turn. <laughs> so um i'm feeling that kubra is uh, the woman doing the introductions is a bit biased judging by her enthusiasm for vera and not for nick Dinsmore. like but nick Dimsmore's going to in, in, like impart the lethal injection so i wouldn't worry about it like fucking murderous doctor we've got going into this i'd like to point out as well we haven't had the first match this show is 45 minutes long we've almost been going an hour <laughs> It's already more interesting than Rinka King <laughs> So our first ever Rinka King match <laughs> Of Dr. Nicholas Dinsmore Versus the Punjab Lion Mahabali Vera The commentators tell us to un- not Underestimate the mad Dr. Nicholas Hi everybody Hi Dr. Nick Yeah, Dinsmore <laughs> Oh my god Does he have a better way of uh, juicing an orange Do you know? <laughs> I wonder if you that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. There's a better way. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so the match is obviously a trainee versus an experienced wrestler here. Like Nick Dinsmore is guiding this dude through everything. Thought you had back Nick Dinsmore then. Mahabali <laughs> Vera made Nick Dinsmore look like a rookie. No. He didn't. <coughs> and you can see why when Mahabali uh, Vera and then Mahabali Sarah went over to TNA as they tried to push him as their big star, end up being on the fucking job squad. Oh, did he? Yeah. I watched a couple of interviews with him that were produced by TNA. And they were very entertaining, but he didn't seem to really get it. No, they did the usual thing when he went to TNA where he teamed up with, like, Al Snow, like they did with Grado, having the comedy comedy bits as well. Okay. So, um, Vera's punches look like absolute trash. Uh, At one point, Vera does a back body drop and forgets to do the standing up bit. So, Nick Nick didn't want to, like, chuck himself in the air. It's very impressive that he could do this. He literally just vaults himself over Vera. Uh, about two minutes into the match, and Vera's already made his comeback. Uh, and the commentary says, it seems they are into the finishing story soon. Vera immediately hits a dangerous-looking spinebuster for the one, two, three. <laughs> Winner winners, Punjab Lion Mahabali Vera. After that spinebuster, it turns out he was suspended and fired because he didn't realize he, Alicia Fox was wrestling drunk. <laughs> so this was not worth waiting 20 minutes for i mean i love a glorified squash mat thanks for coming nick dinsmore <laughs> all the way from, to india for this man forgot i mean to be fair like some of the people who flew to saudi for the greatest Royal rumble to get eliminated after two seconds that's a long old slog those fuckers were getting paid though like yeah, they must have made a good bit. i of money think the in money, money in Rinker king was decent that's yeah. why St- i mean steiner wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the money steiner's not gonna be like i really want this opportunity to wrestle in <laughs> india i don't know man uh, listening to steiner talk about it in a couple of interviews and such he seems like he had a really really good time because he was paid a fuck ton of money and he also got to like you know, he talks about um and we have it's not on this episode but when he went up to like a person at ringside and tried to intimidate them and stuff and they didn't react it's Steiner literally steiner literally says so i tried to tear his eye out <laughs> 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 like fucking <it>, Scott. <laughs> It just it feels like he's let loose almost in this promotion. I mean, I know he's in TNA at the moment, but could you ever see WWE as a PG product ever giving Steiner another run? Never. The shit he said about Triple H, like in interviews and such, like he regularly talks about how Triple H would never be in the position he would be if he hadn't married the boss's daughter and all this sort of stuff. I mean, know? he's not wrong. I mean, he's definitely not wrong. But at the same time, and it's also, going to get you invited back, is it? No, but also he's got some very accurate viewpoints on Hulk Hogan as well. <laughs> He was <laughs> definitely right, wasn't he? But um, Scott Steiner seems like an absolute cunt as well. You hear some stories about oh, yeah. him and he seems like a right little prick. It's amazing, though, after all the stuff, when he was like, slating Hulk Hogan, they sacked him and kicked away from TNA events, and then after everything's come out of Hulk Hogan and TNA, have been like, oh, okay, we'll give you a contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to hear a Paul Heyman story about Scott Steiner? Always. Always. Okay. So, in my YouTube hole I got stuck into, there was in this Brinker King. Um, Paul Heyman uh, tells a story about Scott Steiner. where they were in... Must have been WCW, thinking about it. Uh, and they're driving down the highway, essentially. So Rick, Scott, and Sting are in one car. And Paul Heyman's with, I think it was the Samoan SWAT team in the other one. Oh, fucking Right? Hey. <laughs> think- There's a party. <laughs> fucking <Hey>, A, <man. laughs> So So um, the son of AFA and Rikishi. Uh, and they're basically, they're driving down the highway. And so Scott would get in the front seat with Rick, okay? they would open the front door. Scott would hold Rick by the leg as Rick would reach over, open your car door and try and pull you out the car <laughs> as they're going <laughs> along. And so basically the story Paul Heyman tells, which is much better than I can ever do justice, is he sees them coming, locks the door, is like, fuck this. So they pull ahead of them and they're literally Rick and uh, Sting swap seats who's driving. are <laughs> like, fuck it's insane and they're literally chucking stuff out the windows onto the car to like fuck up their car essentially <laughs> and so the Samoans and then like pull into the little quick stop let's go get some shit and do the same thing to them and like literally chucking like uh, they talk about like baseballs <laughs> <like, laughs> all hell. sorts of shit <laughs> And like man to be a wrestler in that time period must have been a shitload of fun and terrifying on a daily basis yeah but the fact that no not many more died on the road <laughs> is insane <laughs> fucking a so um i mean i don't need to ask you but what do you think of this first match oh glorified squash match <laughs> the first ever wrestling match on this show but get over your top babyface. it's fucking great isn't oh, no, it? i know matt man. morgan was a wrestling <laughs> spoilers. So we cut backstage and Magnus is on the phone to his boss, who we obviously know is Jeff Jarrett at this point. Yeah. But uh what a faction. Quite funny. Sanjay Dutt, Scott Steiner, Magnus, and Jeff Jarrett. Okay, t- fair t- enough. T- tell him we're going to win. You're all right Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> this segment is fucking great. So Sanjay is talking Hindi to Magnus who blatantly doesn't understand him. And he's like, why are you talking Hindi to him? It's not going to help. Steiner is doing bicep curls in the background. Steiner does shouting. (laughs) As as they're about to leave the ring, Steiner goes, come on, Magnus! As they leave the room, and Magnus is blatantly corpsing as he's turning. he just goes, (laughs) (laughs) fucking great, man. This is genuinely hilarious. I had to stop this for about a minute just to catch my breath almost. Couldn't believe it. So good. I mean oh, fuck, uh, I love this show so much and as you said like Steiner having fun while he was out there that's oh. definitely that's definitely him base case of going like I should do what I want <laughs> fucking hey. it feels like they've just completely let him loose they're like do whatever you want Steiner go have fun so we're back to the ring now and we've got international football star and Newcastle's best player ever it's Alan Shearer not that Shearer <laughs> it's the other Shearer <laughs> That was meant to be funnier than it was. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> a big lad in a grey shirt introduces himself to a big pop. Um, the in- then he introduces us to his mentor, the American Adonis. Who could it be, Tax? Ooh, I believe it's a wrestler who goes by the name of Participant. <laughs> I've literally got it written down. So Participant <laughs> Chris Masters. So this is Participant Chris Masters who comes out to the ring. Uh, he does his pose on the stage like we used to seeing. Bruce Forsyth style, Generation Game. Fucking A, man. Not David. Just, just the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first man or anything. And uh, so the commentator has put over that he can speak Hindi? Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this. Chris Masters does not know a fucking word of Hindi. As becomes apparent during this fucking segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I mean, let's just call it what it is. They do the Master Lock Challenge, the, right? So the thing is, <laughs> they, they invite someone to come in the ring to win um, one lakh, which is one one hundred thousand rupees. Yeah. Um, Did you look up how much this was? Uh, not in today's money, no. A thousand pounds. Nice. <laughs> it's not very much. But I am. Um, I like the fact that. But we're, so um, during the Master Lock Challenge, as expected, like in the old WWE style, he'd either invite a wrestler down or he'd invite someone in from the crowd. Someone came in from the crowd for yeah, this one, yeah, yeah. and uh, Chris Masters, being the good host, <laughs> starts asking, where are you from? And the guy goes, Poon. And the guy, and Masters goes, Poon? Are we, is that here? Are we in Poon? <laughs> Looking around, he's like, yes, you are, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The other great Chris Mastersism at the beginning of this yeah. um, is Chris Masters' borderline racism oh really because when he was like when they talk about the money in the case and he says do-, like, do you want to do you want to win that like whatever amount of money that was that's the bit I'm getting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great man so um the other bit you missed is that the the guy in the name I don't want to call him a plant but oh he's sorry is right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. called Zed. Zed. Zed you're like oh that's not a gimmick name at all is it your name is definitely Zed <laughs> fucking hell man so good i mean what you hadn't realized backstage he has gone through a through y (laughs) on the master lock challenge the adonis lock challenge even fucking hell you can call it master lock challenge that's what it is i'm keeping to what the (laughs) storyline is it's the adonis lock so zed can't break the lock obviously zed oversells the shit out of it but he's corpsing the whole time on the map it's fucking funny you can see him just like trying to be knocked out he's just going (laughs) <laughs> as he's realizing that he's on a wrestling show he's doing wrestling and more importantly he's a bit like full nelson ha <laughs> call that a finish jesus christ man this this whole giving chris masters the lex luger gimmick i've never understood it man i mean he had a he obviously had the classic vince mcmahon look oh chris masters did he yeah Roydy. short legs big top <laughs> yeah Roydy. It's still such short little legs. It always makes me freak out. <laughs> like, he looks like he's really uncomfortable. I mean, he did a really good job when he was in SCPW because <laughs> I had um, Chris Masters Eric Young. What, at uh, SCPW? Yeah. Nice, man. Like, I knew he dressed a few guys, so I was, I'm being a bit careful about how mean I'm being about him, but, you know. <laughs> but but um, He's not, he's not <laughs> fucking Macho Man Randy Savage, is he? You know what I mean? He like, lacks charisma, but apparently eats quite a lot at a Chinese buffet. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I imagine he does with the size of the dude. So, um... Two workers in white doctor's coats jump into the ring and to check on poor Zed. It's good to see Nick Dinsmore getting double money. I was thinking this as well. It's part of his stable, obviously, yeah. you know, the hospital group or whatever. Um, they, they, they don't give a shit. They're not even trying at this point. Like, they don't even look like trainers or doctors. They've just got white coats on. That's because they, they went to the proper shop rather than the fancy, sexy, fancy desk <laughs> shop that <laughs> Nick Dinsmore went to. <laughs> One of them still got on, like, a long sleeve yellow top underneath this. And you're like, for fuck's sake, man, just, like, sort your shit out. Anyway, uh, I've just lost my place in the news. Well, it's a good thing that there's not a lot of extra wrestling action to come on. Oh, wait. Hang on a minute. We've got another quarterfinal match, which is actually our main <laughs> event of the evening. Match number two. You missed the pre-tape here, by the Oh, me. sorry. It's all right. So we're having a pre-tape with Ram backstage as he guest at this time is Mahabali Vera. So the road, he says, the road ahead is difficult, but nothing is difficult for me because my name is Mahabali Vera. Logic? None? I can't Uh, find logic in that. Can't understand why I didn't bother making any notes on this. (laughs) (laughs) It's alright, don't worry. Uh, In comes Turbinator to do more unnecessary talking. Um, Almost immediately, Matt Morgan walks in shot and dwarfs everyone in shot, making them look like shit. So we've got this big Indian star, Vera, that we're going to be putting over, and we, the first thing we do is put him in a fucking promo with giant Matt Morgan. But giant Matt Morgan, the big American star, well done, kid. You did well out there. I hope to meet you somewhere down the road. <laughs> All right, Steve Austin wants his fucking words back. Fucking A, man. So, Mahabali Vera is announced as being, I think, six for two at the beginning of the show. Yeah. If he's six foot, anything. Matt Morgan is twelve fucking foot tall. Because <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. He looks so big, like he's a giant, man. Again, that that was a wasted giant, Matt Morgan. Oh yeah, totally. sorry, wasted giant, Mahabali Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Matt Morgan doing nowadays? Uh, Part and pods doesn't wrestle. I think he's just Family Guy now. Man, as in like he was with mess. his family. He's not a guest voice actor in Family was just Guy. Say, yeah it does it does feel like an opportunity missed yeah but I think he got through TNA wasn't used properly in TNA he apparently got offered a couple of chances to go back to a rumble like, right. o- over the years but he's just been like I'm done with it because they won't use me properly I don't care yeah maybe that is the case man he's just such a giant he looks good and everything else you know yeah with the right character, the right gimmick, you know, with the right people guiding him through, like, the experience, you know. Do I you remember the Survivor right. Series team, which was Team Lesnar, which was Lesnar, Matt Morgan, um, Nathan Jones. Oh, wow. it, was like, it was like a... Oh, yeah, was, Aussie dude. Yeah. It was like Meat Feast. Yeah, absolutely. I like, thought that was the beginning of something. Yeah, like a massive, giant, stable faction, but, you know. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> but, sort side, of, in a little bit, Go do on. you know uh, the story of how Nathan Jones left WWE? Uh, I I did, but go on tell it. Go so on. this is basically the big Australian dude, the uh, the prisoner of boggo Road, um, trained by the Undertaker, so shit that he didn't even get to make his WrestleMania match up on the run in. Uh, Nathan Jones started not enjoying wrestling, so um, on the flight when they were going to do the Australian tour, and of course WWE like, oh we've got an Australian tour, put the Australian on the card. Yeah, yeah. Um, he seemed to be carrying a lot of extra luggage, and basically just let WWE fly him home for free and fucked off. So just landed and buggered off and just quit Hey, that's the way to go if you're going to do it (laughs) Get on Vince's jet So we're back in the arena And here comes Brutus Magnus Sir (laughs) Brutus Magnus (laughs) Indeed, I forgot the sir, sorry And introducing his opponent Matt Morgan Who gets a shit ton of pyro Matt Morgan Webster (laughs) (laughs) So we're into the second match of the night And as you said, this is our main event of the evening brutus magnus versus matt morgan not an indian person in sight <laughs> so anyway the commentators are doing the gorilla heenan shtick where heenan goes the heel is going to win and then he gets slammed gorilla then questions heenan and as soon as the heel takes back over heenan gloats and it's like it's quite nice they're doing this little silly shtick you know yeah. good I'm, guy bad guy i'm enjoying yeah. it yeah uh, it's not bad so, I mean... Uh, with su- subtitled Good Guy, Bad Guy with the interspersed occasional English terminology word or wrestling mode that they don't have. For sure, man. I enjoy basically having sort of all the subtitles in the case of... Uh, choke Slam! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the match is pretty solid, to be fair. Like, oh, I you'd expect it for these two, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's... If we're being really brutal about it, it is two vanilla giants. Like they're just so generic looking. They've not really got established characters at this point or anything. It's just two big the white blueprint. dudes. <laughs> but he's not using that even here. No, nah, true. You know, it's like may- we maybe know about it, but if you're watching this as an Indian person for the first time, never seen wrestling before, or, ne- or just having like maybe some WWE experience, you know, never trust a wrestler just wearing white trunks. Is as well it, oh, fucking hell, yeah. so, <laughs> the match is uh, pretty good uh, huge amounts of piped booze for Magnus which is obviously not happening in the crowd no. at all they're just cheering and having a great time um, Matt Morgan is big Magnus is a bit sneaky it's kind of the story really yeah uh magnus definitely knows where the hard cam is which i'm very impressed by he's constantly kind of like looking towards it and shit and but it's like, a shame that morgan with his wwe training didn't yeah he did not seem to know where it was at all slash care he, well maybe that's <laughs> it you know um they skim over the hogan andre slam spot this really pissed me off because like <laughs> they, they kind of end up facing off and magnus goes like this, like he's gonna. I'm gonna do the slam. Matt Morgan turns around, he picks him up with the easy, and then just falls backwards. <laughs> and they're like, "Classic." You picked him up so easily. Couldn't you just push him down? And Followed by lots of canned oohs. Yeah, lo- mate. This whole show is constant with the canned like laughter and clapping and cheering and booing or whatever. Which we're definitely going to build into the Super Quiz Cup. <laughs> <laughs> How frustrating that would get for people, but so Morgan hits his spinny clothesline, hits a big ass choke slam. Big boot by Matt Morgan for the one, two, three, and <laughs> Matt Morgan wins another big squash match. But at least he got his moves in. Big chokes, choke slam, and carbon footprint. Oh, is that what it's called? Cool, the carbon. Pr- yeah. He used to have that. Elevator move thing. Yeah, then it just—I'm a big man, so I just do a boot. It's like uh, what was it? Like a vertical suplex into uh, like a rock bottom. Yeah, it's like really t- tilt to up. Yeah, it's really good. It was fucking awesome. Why is he not doing it? Because <laughs> he's using the carbon footprint. because he's the so blueprint, dumb. Matt Morgan, the DNA of TNA. <laughs> Have you got times for this match? No, but it's not long at all. It, it's less than a couple of minutes. Like this whole show is like 45 minutes, and there's probably Dinsmore seven minutes of wrestling. Yeah, Dinsmore versus Mahabadi Vera was about three minutes. Bell yeah. to bell, and I think there was about six. Who puts the wrestling show together and this is what they designed? Vince. I was gonna say through so <laughs> Like it's really yeah. what we're getting at here. Well, of course. Nothing to do with this, though. Well, but this was to set up the end, wasn't it? Let's be honest. So <laughs> As you slowly die with the excitement. The excitement of the end of episode one, but could we just end with a nice clean win for the face? Progressing, no, don't get that wrong, progressing to the (laughs) semi-finals of the Rinker King Heavyweight Championship Tournament, Matthew Morgan. So, Sanjay and eventually Scott Steiner are out to confront Matt Morgan. Uh, here comes vera to stand with matt morgan he looks a bit lost in the ring he's kind of a bit confused matt morgan's kind of slapping him on the chest be like yeah like we're the good guys we can do it and he's like why are you me? like why, what what's going on <laughs> like i'm so confused why is no one making any noise backstage it sounds like it's really noisy <laughs> they're piping in live crowd noise backstage gm <laughs> up oh, this the crowd's hot tonight and so there's a bit of a standoff between Sanjay Steiner and Magnus and uh, Vera and Matt Morgan. And the show ends by showing us a preview of tomorrow's event, which clearly shows Steiner tapping out Max B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You've given away all the results. Why would we watch it? There's only two matches on each show, apparently. We already know what's going to happen in one of them. Oh, it was absolutely ridiculous. This whole show was fucking hilariously awful. It's minus five cornflakes straight away. Yep. <laughs> like, it's so bad. So, going forward over the 26 episodes, I'm now going to go through the uh, World of Wrestling Podcast Rinker King heavyweight Championship Bracketology. Let's do it, man. So, obviously, on our first episode, we had Matt Morgan going over Sir Brutus Magnus, and we had Mahabali Vera going over Dr. Nick Dinsmore. Yep. As we saw for episode two, already shown on the preview. Um, Scott Steiner tapped out Max B. And then Sanjay Dutt beat Chavo Guerrero. Thank God. Always like Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> God, yeah. The, uh, the semi final matches are Matt Morgan against Sanjay Dutt. Hang on, is Matt Morgan running through the heel faction? Yeah, What's no happening doubt. here? Uh, and Matt Morgan beats Sanjay Dutt. Scott Steiner, unsurprisingly, beats Mahabali Vera. Oh, I mean, I knew that Vera doesn't win the strap immediately, which is kind of what yeah. you assume is going to happen from this first show. So, I mean, you need to get Steiner over strong, you know. That's what I would have done. So, that then set the final of Matt Morgan against Scott Steiner. Yeah. Where Matt Morgan went over and won the belt. He then held that belt for two days. <sighs> of course, before dropping yeah. it. The to first s- ever championship reign. Two days. <laughs> Chill out, Universal Championship Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> Through injury, but yeah, go on, go on, Um, He then dropped the belt two days later to Sir Brutus Magnus. Oh, okay. Who then held it till the end of the series. When Mahabali Vera won it on the last episode, was it the last episode yeah, that he last won episode it. that he won the belt? Oh my God! Why? Oh they- no! No, sorry, I tell you, I know he held it till the last episode. He won it on the uh, he won it on the 23rd of January 2012. So he held the belt for 91 days. Oh, so Vera held the belt. For so yeah, so it was it was pretty. He held it the longest, and that was actually shown. Oh no! I tell you. He won the belt on the 23rd of January. <laughs> Do you want to get it right? <laughs> oh no, because I've realised that this is the dates they were taped, rather than shown on TV. Okay, okay. So he won the belt officially on the 23rd of January, but that show was taped on the tw- that um, show was shown on the 21st of April. Okay, which cool. means he held it for one day. So he did win it on the series finale, and then deactivated oh, the belt don't worry about that because i remember as you said at the promo there was also tag team championships to be crowned this is my favorite bit about this show so who they selected to be their first tag team championships i'm just like yes this is brilliant so we're gonna go through our bracketology we had You've got to, listeners, viewers, whatever. You've got to put yourself in the position of, you have a wrestling company, and who are you going to make your first champions? Like, Matt Morgan, I can understand that. Even Magnus, I can understand that. But this is... This is top draw. <laughs> so the quarters, we had the Sheiks, which is uh, Sheik Mustafa Bashir and Sheik Abdul Bashir, who are the Divari brothers. Yep. Oh, now hanging out with the Maharaja. No. Massive is- racist. <laughs> what? Davari, as in Sean Davari, Mohammed Hassan's mate, and Aryan Davari, who's wrestling on 205 Live. The Singh brothers is who you're thinking oh, about, who sorry. are the Bollywood boys. I thought they just changed their names. It's nothing to do with um, race. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, and they, uh, so the Sheikhs, managed by cheerleader Melissa. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What's, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So she's actually managing. Did she, yeah. did she wrestle? Uh, no. She managed the uh Did the sheiks. she ever wrestle? What, in Rinka King? Yeah. She managed the Sheiks. Because of the three women they got the show, if one of them didn't wrestle. And one of them was Magnus's wife. Technically, <laughs> 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 they just got two women. On one match. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to watch all this Rinka King because I fucking love this. I have to know this love well. But uh, the Sheiks <laughs> went over um, Pathos Pathé, <laughs> who I have no idea they're on. There's no information. Next bracket, Bulldog Heart. So... Um, What's his name? It's David Boyd Smith Jr. Thank you very much, yeah. Uh, tagging with everyone's favourite wanker, Charbo Guerrero Jr. <laughs> hate him as much as I hate Johnny Storm. Oh, brutal. Beat Broadway and Hollywood. Okay. Broadway, <laughs> Nunzio. Guy? Hollywood, <laughs> Joey Ryan. <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. So Broadway and Hollywood were eliminated in the first round. Um, Magnus and Duts uh, beat Jimmy Rave and Zima Ion. Okay. Great tag team. And then where are the Bolly- they getting these people from? Like, yeah, it's excellent. And then the Bollywood boys, who are the Singh brothers hanging out of Jinder, yeah. uh, beat the Mumbai Cats, who are Mumbai Cat 1 and Mumbai Cat 2. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> so we get onto our semi finals where Bulldog, Hart, and Charvo beat the Sheiks, and Brutus and Dutt beat the Bollywood boys, leading to the grand final for the Ring King Tag Team Championships, where Magnus and Dutt lost. Lost? Your heel faction Lost The tag title straps Well they didn't win The the championship Yep To Bulldog Hart And fucking Chavo Guerrero Jr So their first Ever tag team championships A David Boyd Jr and Chavo Guerrero. Absolutely ridiculous. How do you put those two guys together? Like they're both from wrestling families, so therefore tag team. Yeah, exactly. It's quality booking. So the history of these belts <sighs> over the few episodes, don't worry, it's not going to take you long to see these tag teams. So <laughs> Bulldog Hart and Chavo Guerrero lost the, the the straps to RDX. Uh who are Steiner and Magnus? Abyss. Abyss, there you go. And uh, they held the belts until oh, what a surprise? The last episode, yeah, well of they the lost series. Them to the Bollywood boys, and of course they <laughs> did. Oh, amazing! So that that and that was it for Rinka King. It ran on TV as you said earlier, twenty eighth for Jan till twenty eighth, so twenty first of March. Three months. Three months of twenty six episodes of TV. Finish off with your Indian champions beating the evil Americans. Feel good factor zero. <laughs> But no follow up at all. <laughs> well, in fairness, you know the Singh brothers have gone on to WWE. Yeah, and so did Shira. He went on. He's, to... he's in the he went to TNA and then he's in the PC at the moment. I think. Uh, I think he got fired from the PC. Who would have thought it, based on his in ring prowess? He lasted about a year, from my research. Okay. So I mean, fair enough. You know, he seems like a lovely lad in his. He lasted and until such. they realised that Jindham Hall didn't sell tickets to the massive <laughs> show in India, and then they binned him off yeah it's a weird one isn't it that whole gimmick so ring king good concept brilliant production values for (laughs) most of it is for an indie yeah it's 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 all the writing all the execution is just bad really bad when you plan out like you know 20 minutes worth of introductions that could be done in a minute at the beginning of the show it's like i just don't know what you're playing at yeah it's it wasn't a great way to go into your first show. I mean, I know we made fun of the first ever TNA show, which is a lot of talking to start with. Yeah. But at least they then went straight into like a nice 15, 20 minute X division match, where it was like, ooh, high spots. And the thing is that that talking that TNA show it feels like it has almost like a purpose to it. Yeah. This just felt. Here's the guys. Yeah, we'll uh, get we'll get the Indian Superman. i mean, in brave line over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just the whole things felt so silly to me, but I absolutely adored it absolutely i was pissing myself laughing i watched it twice enjoyed it both times i cannot recommend this enough i think i could only (laughs) watch one ring King show you didn't enjoy it no i enjoyed it it was funny but i don't think it it would be like watching a ddt funny thing again it's a case of i I, i'd watch it once but i feel that throughout the series and i remember watching like the first four or five rinker kings on stream when um when it came out because again at the time i was like quite into tna i was like i want to see what these guys are doing and yeah it was very samey the storyline of the big evil heel faction yeah. was obviously the highlight of them abusing the Indian wrestlers. Oh, we're better than you. You're, we're coming to your country to take over. Yeah. Hello, NWO. What? So the thing is that the idea of putting a wrestling promotion in India obviously is a good one because it's not hasn't really got one right now. Yeah, like a major one, especially back when this was filmed, they didn't seem to have like a major promotion of any sorts. It was just WWE was broadcast out there. Um, before I get to my point, do you know that? Um, I've read a couple of things about it. I don't know how legitimate it is, but they would re-edit Raw and SmackDown in India to make Kali look like the yep. superstar of the show. Like, yep. he would go over everyone. They North the- korea did, it, basically. Yeah! <laughs> I think that's a great... If that's true... I, I need to see some of these shows. Like, can you imagine, like, Carly at the top of Cena and all these people? I like... I mean, Again, that's the reason why Carly won the world title. Yeah, definitely. It's to promote their numbers in India. And I still very much like the fact they had that first ever Punjab prison match when Carly was injured and couldn't do it, so they had Big Show and Undertaker do it instead. Fucking great, man. We have to but, cover that on a pod, by the way. Oh, definitely. It's up there. Um, The the big problem with doing this in India, which um Alex Shane went out to India to try and start a wrestling promotion at one point and he talks about the fact that yes everyone sees the potential because there's billions of people yeah. and stuff. it's a massive country but it's a very poor country and so there's not a great deal of money to be like chucked into a promotion yeah. like there's in terms of fans spending money on it and so I think these companies seem to struggle making the kind of payback they need to make to keep it running over. Yeah, because if you think of the transport costs to get everything over there, it might be a bit different now if it's a bit more of a popular genre. So they'll have wrestling rings available for hire so they yeah. can actually do the shows. But if you think you've got to ship over your entire ring crew, your stage setting over to India, it's, it's a lot. And with Alex Shane involved, it's bound to be legit. <laughs> he didn't last very long, put it that way. <laughs> like, I always say this. When Alex Shane... If you don't know Alex Shane, he's the guy that run the FWA in the UK. He's been a big promoter. He's done TNA tours. He was over in ROH when Morishima and Joe kind of went boom, head to head. Yeah. Like He's in the crowd doing the pull apart and stuff. And so he's, he's quite an important guy in the British scene, but we're not the biggest fans of him because he's, he's fucked up a whole bunch of situations i compare him to the vince russo of the british scene yeah i think that's fair enough really. I'd, I'd agree he's but he's, he was a wrestler so yeah he's yeah. had his time he was in fairness again he was instrumental again in keeping a british wrestling presence which like the FW, uh, fwa going as well he's an important character we and, need it, him. and even now again for things like his intru- his contributions to world of sport i think that was important as well to have him there as the cons- the con- the constant face of british wrestling <laughs> i think he ruins wrestling nowadays but i know what you mean um I actually sent him a message when he was leaving to go to India saying, like, thank you for all you've done, you know, really appreciate you, like, most people wouldn't bother to send this, so I thought it would be nice just to send you a message just to say thanks yeah. for it. He responded going, like, yeah, thanks, great, man, like, I'm really looking forward to going to India and stuff. Literally, within the week, I was back in the UK doing wrestling <laughs> promotion again, so there we go. <laughs> Good times. I enjoyed his work when he was doing AAA, when it was on Front Runner on Sky, when him and, um, was it Dave Holloway, Holiday Holloway? Um, that's Dave Holloway yeah he's a man yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see this at all so Um, yeah basically front runner had Alex Shane doing commentary on AAA nice nice it was like watching low-budget heenanisms throughout. <laughs> is there anything else you want to go over, or are we going to leave it there? I think we'll leave it there. So, okay, cool. again, Rinker King, it's available on YouTube. Give it a watch. Um, if you enjoy flamboyant dancing girls, <laughs> th- this is the show for you. How many cornflakes? Are you know. still happily negative five Oh, cornflakes? Minus five, yeah, 100%. In terms of like an actual wrestling show... Minus five across the board. There's no, no wrestling for me. There's, There's no, no wrestling. wrestling at all in it. <laughs> The promos are shit, like everything else. But the only thing I would say in terms of silly entertainingness, like this is, it's, you know, it's at least a two or a three, you know, it has a good laugh. It's silly. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm now going to go and buy one of Tata's lorries. Cool. <laughs> of course you are. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. F- fun show. Glad we did it. How do you rate it? Um oof, I stamp on the box of cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, I I like wrestling. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've always said and I've said on previous course, I like storytelling. Yeah. This you- is like a zero on the cornet meter. Oh yeah. Because it's 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 there's no silly, really. Like they're trying to be serious about it but it's just fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, like- liken it to Alan Partridge wrestling. It's trying to be deadly serious. Oh my God, that's a thing now. Alan yep. Partridge wrestling It's yep. trying to be serious, but not to- it's like Ricky Gervais, you yeah. know, like The Office or whatever. <laughs> oh, Jeff comes up. out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just
0: look at the camera like, I'm funny, you know, I run this promotion. <laughs> that quote, just Desiree. <laughs> So, (laughs) next week, we're going to be doing OWE, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. 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 There you go. Oh, damn it. I nearly got it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the show we're doing. Do you remember which one I picked? Nope. Do you want to do episode number one, maybe? Nope. No, just do the one that I've done. Yeah. Okay. I picked one out. We'll announce it on Twitter and shit. It'll be good. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to watching that, actually, this week. I don't want to accidentally watch something I might have to put commentary over. (laughs) And I don't want to watch episode one in case it turns out to be my English commentary over it. Fair play, man. (laughs) So uh, if you're enjoying this, check out all the social medias in the bottom left, bottom right hand corner of the screen, then my bottom left, but your bottom right. Um, Yeah. World of Wrestling Podcast, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com is the main website where you can find all the shit yep do yours? at world of rest pod on twitter i'm at the Tex williams on twitter and instagram as i said i'll put some details up of the owe stuff and how you can watch it for free for a month on nothing else on tv fucking a man mine's uh rich be thy name on twitter and instagram so feel free to give me a follow or a like or whatever and uh yeah let us know what you think um suggest some shows to us as well we've got some ideas for stuff coming up i think it should be really entertaining specifically a couple of storylines we've been talking about oh recently. yeah mm, i'm really into it maybe some mid period late period wcw oh tasty <laughs> <laughs> i to do a few random indies here and there what i want is recommendations of random indies i've never heard about i tell you what i did think of which i'd quite like to try and cover if i can find it and that's my goal for the weekend yeah Obviously, from Cabana's podcast, the big one where he had Domino talking about his trip to Nigeria. Oh, Power Uti. The Great Power Uti. I (laughs) want to find a full card, which will probably be, again, about two matches, featuring the Great Power Uti. You're going down! (laughs) Red card, headbutt, out of there. Playing his own saxophone to get him out of the ring. I need some Great Power Uti on the World of Wrestling podcast. I think we can find some sort of African promotion somewhere. So hopefully that'll have Power Uti on it. But we we'll see what we can do mate alright so thank you for watching listening whatever you're doing uh, check us out next week and uh let's do the DDT salute as people leave <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> we're gonna have a couple of uh, announcements next week as well oh so yes 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 look forward to those alright take it easy people bye bye outro <laughs>